Welcome to another episode of Carpe and Zen Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Bundaberg, ginger beer, and root beer, and any other beers that you want from Bundaberg. I think there's like a peach or something. There is a peach, and it's delicious. Yeah. Yeah. They're not actually sponsoring this, but it'd be nice. It'd be nice. I'm Joseph Carpenter. And I'm Jacob Lauritsen. And together we are Carpe. And Zen. That's what's up. What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? How are you people doing tonight? Nobody. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why I thought we were on a live radio. Am, am, are my levels good? I think I want more of you. You want more of me? Cause I'm not. Oh, oh, oh! There I am. You like so, that? Yeah, but I'm, but I'm a little tinny. Could you? Could you? I, could I you got s- no EQ on this. Could you send me to vocal school, please, and and make sure that <laughs> I? <laughs> can I change your voice? Yeah. Can you change my voice, please? Um. Just imagine my voice is your voice. Okay. I don't. Yeah. I don't. No. Shh. Sh- sh- I like it. Is that the vocal equivalent of... I don't know. That's what she's... everyone in their underwear. That would make me so uncomfortable. Why am I here with everyone in their underwear? What are the expectations? Yeah, are What my, am I supposed to do next? Am I in my underwear? Why are they here with a podcast? <laughs> I don't really need to know about your underwear. Okay. All right, party people. <laughs> Let's get right into this episode. So for the last couple episodes, we've been uh, talking about stuff on and on and on and on about, uh, you know, what? we should buy a cinema camera. <laughs> and finally we decided, and then we did it. And then it was back ordered and then it came in. Yeah, it's right here. Yeah, it's in front of us. Sorry, I wanted that. Um, I, it just seemed like the right moment. <laughs> and it's here. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, you always get a more satisfying pop from your Bundaberg than I do. I do? I I think so. Oh, oh, oh. Ooh. Is that one okay? That was like a fart. <laughs> really stole my thunder. <laughs> I, I was okay with it. I was, I was trying to make it, like, not be as fast. Be as fast. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. Like you can slow it down in post. I don't know if you can actually slow it down. <laughs> do I want to? Yeah, no. No, definitely not. Okay, so this is what we want to do for this episode. Prove yeah, it. Well, uh, Joseph was busy earlier this week, uh-huh. and we were waiting for the equipment to come in. I mean, some had been slowly trickling in, but today the camera arrived, so we're like, okay, yeah. let's do this. Yeah. Let's just record a podcast while we unbox everything. Yes. Now, the last time we did something like this, we were vlogging. But since vlogging's kind of dead, uh, I had a I had a student come up to me today. I think his um, significant other was in my media class, and so he just makes this random comment today, just next to me. He's like, "So, like, uh, when are you going to be vlogging?" This is the first time I've ever spoken to him, right? Like, uh. Okay. Uh, I don't know. Wait, why? Uh, vlogging what? I don't know. He knows I do YouTube stuff. Oh, okay. I got you. I guess. I got you. I I, I don't really vlog. Uh, I'm picking up. I, I guess. Well, who really vlogs anymore? <sighs> I mean, Casey I mean, Neistat posted a video this week, and it reminds me again. He is the best. <laughs> he is so good. Okay, so there's a guy by the name of Hella. Okay. Um, no. He's a runner. Oh, um, does oh, YouTube? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know who Hella is? I know who he is. He yeah. decided to do run across the country, right? And he started, you know, like ninety. I guess now it's probably about ninety days ago. Um, and uh, 
he went so he went from like LA to New York. Did transcontinental, ran across, and it was it was for charity, and he got sponsored by Gymshark. Uh-huh. Um, they gave him an RV, and so his his you know friends. He were, just runs and sleeps he, and runs he, he and sleeps runs and, and, runs and, and they, sleeps. they you know every five miles so, yeah. you know they'll stop whatever. He was doing like thirty forty miles a day. Wow, that's and I mean that's intense. Meanwhile, Iron Cowboy's doing hundred. Like he just hit day one hundred. I don't oh, know. Yeah. He's doing another. He does. Thing. He does fifty miles. He does an Ironman a day, and I think he he did it for a hundred days. Yeah. So I think he had just finished. I assumed hundred for hundred was the day. I haven't seen this for hundred. I haven't seen this one, but I saw his last one. Yeah, that was a good one. He lost so much weight. Oh yeah, he looked okay. He looked fit. Yeah. I well, saw a picture of him getting out of the water on the last day. He's a but fit he, dude. He looked okay. Yeah. But he was like emaciated last time, I think. Anyway, um, so he's he's running across the country. What does this have to do with our camera? Well, this is about vlogging. It's about <laughs> vlogging. Um, the last day, Casey Neistat shows up on his doorstep. He's like, uh, you know, so he talks to him, and he's he's just he had yeah. met Casey once before, I think. Okay. And Casey likes to run. Uh-huh. You know, that's his thing. Um, and so Casey just ran the last like twenty miles with him. Oh, awesome. And there was a big crew of people. Basically, they, they went from Jersey to New York. It was like the last leg. Uh, they, they they crossed the that's, bridge. That's, and, no, that's, and then they got to get to the water. That's a, that's a marathon. That's, like a, that, that's, that's an event. They do that like every year. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's, it's an established route. Yeah. But this, they, they didn't say 26. They said like 20. So I don't know where they started. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, and it just reminds me. Just how good Casey Neistat is. He's so good. I will watch anything he makes. Really? Oh, so good. Okay. Now, I don't think... Wait, what was that really bad? I would bad? watch anything he's made in the past, but he's just so good. What was that really bad movie he was in? Dang it. Oh, Power or something? Yeah, Power. I watched it. <laughs> I watched it. The Jamie Foxx one. Yeah. It's, it's not fair to say that, that movie was bad. It's just forgettable. Like I don't. It is forgettable. Yeah. That's for sure. It was okay. Yeah. It was okay. Yeah. I, it wasn't a bad movie. That's 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 yeah. unfair to the filmmakers and all and the crew that worked hard on it. It was a, it was a good movie. It was just forgettable. I think that's fair to say. Yeah. Forgettable. Yeah. Is that worse? Unforgettable. Is that worse? <laughs> that's like that's what Simon Cowell would say. It's forgettable. It's forgettable. And like, but it's so on the nose. It's not like he's not saying you're bad. He's like. There's nothing about what you just did that is gonna stand out, yeah. and that doesn't work. Kind of like it our, has to stand out. Kind of like our podcast. That's kind of where I thought you were going with that. <laughs> Which is why we've made up sponsors. So, <laughs> thanks, Bundaberg. I'm probably not even saying their name right. They're For pro- existing. They'd probably they'd probably sponsor us if I said their name right. I think so. So anyway, the last time that we opened a camera, we vlogged it and I was like asleep. Oh yeah, you were tired. So I, I was wondering why. Why were you so tired? I think it just got enough like a three day shift or something. Okay. It was the EOSR. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then the one we did before that, like the big one, um, we got the, uh, we didn't have a camera to really record it because it was our, f- our first camera. Yeah. No, no, no. We recorded it on this camera on the Lumix. What was before that? Before the R? Oh no no no! I was thinking uh, I was thinking of the mic. 
Oh, when, where when, we dropped it? Yeah, when we got the yeah. sim, where I dropped it. <laughs> I, I, it was so stupid. I opened it and like was like here, boom, just dropped this seven hundred dollar mic. See, you keep saying seven hundred. The package was seven hundred, <laughs> which included the boom pole and some other accessories. Okay, it's a three hundred and fifty dollar mic. That's true. Okay, MKE six hundred yeah. Sennheiser. That's a seven hundred. Been a great, mic. great mic. Yeah. You didn't break it. No, no, no. I didn't break it. Haven't We've recorded. Broken it yet, uh, actually. Our two features on it. Yeah. So That mic's done a lot of work. Like a lot of work. Should we start opening things and we just talk through it? Uh, yeah, it's fine. What do you want to start with? Um, t- 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 Joseph. Oh, I, I'm just curious just... what you want to start with. All right. Okay. So I'll run through. Should, should I say some of the things? We, why, why don't you start opening? And All right. I'll just. I have these. You have the list. Kitchen shears. This is how we open boxes. I I don't know. So he's going for the Blackmagic Pocket Cinema Camera, <laughs> 6K Pro. And of course, you're just gonna use your knife, right? Yeah. Uh, oh no, that's a utility knife. Yeah. Okay, so we ordered uh, two weeks ago, just under two weeks ago. We ordered uh, a bunch of stuff from. B&H, and then the next day we finished the order from B&H and some stuff from Amazon. There's a couple things haven't come in yet, but I'll I'll tell you what they are. Anyway, so we we ordered the camera. It was back ordered. It said two to four weeks. It was a little less than two weeks. And it also came with this Condor Blue uh, cold shoe. Okay, so let's talk about cold hot shoe. People use the terms interchangeably. They're not interchangeable. (laughs) Right? So let's just define the terms real fast. Cold shoe is well this is cold shoe right cold means no power okay it's not a powered uh mount right the reason why powered matters is if you have like a flash that goes on top of your camera and it's powered and that it signals when to flash right that's when you need a hot shoe but when we talk about video we're not really working with powered mounts like it's not really a thing Oh, Joseph's doing the interesting thing now. I'm <laughs> done talking about cold shoe mounts. <laughs> Whatever. Nobody, nobody cares. About nobody cares. I care when people say the wrong thing. Do you? I care so much. Really? I really do. I don't. I don't feel the need to. I mean, unless they're just like blatantly wrong about it. Well, I I yell inside my head, but I don't. I don't say it out loud, uh-huh. except apparently now. This is great. It's they're very. Uh, very worldwide can take this literally anywhere <laughs> apparently so it's all the different mounts for power yeah. mounts adapters adapters yeah plugins plugs sockets there's us there's i don't know what all the different european and other ones are yeah so here's wall power um so the 6k pro <clears throat> like the 4k and like the 6k um they can track the what did dc yeah, DC. Power. They take DC, or they can take, um, you know, battery power. The 6K. If if you've looked up the stats, none of this is going to be new. Um, they switched basically from a Canon to a Sony style battery for this model because they wanted to get more juice out of it. I think they were having um, problems on the development side as well. The could be. I know a lot of people complained since the 4K came out that it's just it's power hungry and the Canon, <coughs> it's the EL, 
six. I don't know. Yeah, e- whatever e- the right e- name six. is. They uh, people complained it was never enough power. Whoa! Don't I really drop don't, it. I really don't, don't drop it. Not this time. <laughs> so that's the six K Pro. Um. Anyway, uh, we we talked about whether we would get the battery grip or not, and we finally decided no, we're gonna rig this thing out, so we don't need the battery grip. We'll just get some V mount batteries. This is way bigger than I thought it would be. That is enormous. This thing is huge. Like I've seen so many videos about this, right? But it's it it's just, really big. Yeah. Well, okay. So I've shot on the um, on the six K, like yeah. quite quite a, well, not not quite a bit. I, I've shot a couple different projects on the six K. Uh, Stranger, or yeah, Strange Friends, Strange Friends, the feature, and, and, um, Joseph. I, um, I worked on a short not too long ago called Glitch. Okay. Yeah. And I don't know. I just I didn't expect this to be, and it's. It's not as heavy as I expected. So I think, given its weight oh, or given its size, pretty, I'm sorry. Still pretty heavy. Yeah. Okay, so the advanced. I actually have the 4K in that bag over there. If you want to compare it, I do. The, the camera I'll bag. I'll grab it. Okay, so I have the 4K up at work. Um, so this this big, whatever, extension here, that wasn't there for the Micro Four Thirds model, which is the 4K. It was a lot closer to the body. Um, when they went EF on the 6K, this got bigger, and this is the same sensor and same mount, but inside this, they also added um, actual motorized uh, ND filters, internal NDs. So that's also happening inside here, which also affects some mounting options. Um, but I think one of the reasons why it got taller is the Canon batteries were shorter, but the Sony-style batteries are taller. So it got taller. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. So this is the 4K. And that's in the small rig cage. So if you're not listening to the podcast and you're watching the video. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. I forgot. This is a podcast. It feels like several inches difference. Yeah, it is. Doesn't it? Yeah. And heft wise. I mean, that has the metal cage on it, small rig, which we, we do have a small rig cage that we're going to put on this in a bit. Yeah, we do. Oh, did, did it come in? Yeah, it's right over there. Yeah, everything's coming except for our, our, some of our power cables, hmm. and our um, because we we got a bunch of the Condor Blue D tap adapters, so we could just power all the things, our Sony style things, our like monitors, um, and then we also tried to get the stuff so we could still rig our, our uh, EOS R with the same battery system yeah because yeah. I, I have a feeling the r is still going to be kind of a workhorse camera for us i think it's going to be a workhorse it'll be i mean when we need something that has like autofocus you know it might be the a um obviously we're gonna <clears throat> technically the 6k pro has autofocus but it doesn't have continuous autofocus so like you can it. set a shot yeah but I mean, we're going to be running manual focus on a lot of things. So that's, uh, yeah. And under the table are some more boxes. Okay. Now this is these are going to be important too. These are um, these are uh, solid state drives that are fantastic to work with. They're fast. They're efficient, and we can hook them up directly. And just record gobs and gobs of data. 
which we're going to need because we're probably going to start getting used to ProRes, likely. Um, so one of the things we did when we got the EOS R is we also got the Animus Ninja V. And so we've been we've been doing 10-bit ProRes through that mm -hmm. for a couple of years now on the big projects when we aren't shooting internal, which we, we did as much as possible. But like when we did a two-cam setup, we only had one ninja, we so we, one ninja. we might shoot 10 bit one and 8 bit on the other. But we've we've been doing ProRes, so like, um, our our documentary, most of that was shot on the Animus 10 bit ProRes, you know, 422. Is it weird that I'm really excited about these? <laughs> probably, they're they're really great. They are great. They really are great. I've I've used some with this this camera from from my work, and it's been fantastic. I like how this feels. Okay, so here's some small rigs here. Yeah, that's so that holds the um that's what mounts it. So he's for those who are listening, <laughs> Joseph is getting the small rig cage out. Um so one of the problems so the six K Pro came out like two plus months ago. But a lot of the cage companies, your your Tilta, Condor Blue, Small Rig, they haven't caught up yet. They just barely came out with their their rigs, and so this was technically back ordered when I ordered it, but mm. it, it came in pretty quickly because I switched from. So you got I I ordered it through Amazon instead of B and H because I could get it through Amazon. Yeah. I don't know why. B and H takes a while. The last time, well, not the last time, but. When the pandemic hit, I ordered stuff from B and H, that took. Oh, that's this mic right here. Yeah. Yeah, it took forever. Oh yeah, that is this mic, isn't yeah. it? It took like six months. It was a long time. Oh, almost seven months. But it came in this beautiful wooden case here. Yeah. It's, it's pretty fantastic. I just, I think I might, just, I don't want to put it down. <laughs> I wouldn't. It's fantastic. I like a lot of people complain. They're like, oh, it's, it's big and bulky. It doesn't fit in a pocket anymore. You know what? You're right. It shouldn't be called pocket. That's kind of cool. Yeah. So that's, this is the, I'm, for those of you listening. It's holding the cage. The cage has a mount for the um, Samsung drive. I think it's weird that they only work with the Samsung one. It's so popular that everyone has done something about it. I get it. that so, it's popular. So that's what this does, is this. I just think... Screws this and yeah. there. Why wouldn't they just make this a clamp thing to make it... That's what this piece does. Yeah, I, but you're well, right. Well, no, I you're mean, right. to, to adapt other kinds of drives. You know yeah, I mean? there's there's some others that are a little more like the cell phone mounts that kind of contract to different sizes. Yeah. I don't know. So quickly, the industry standard for the Blackmagic cameras was the the Samsung T5, yeah. T7 series. Which is a good, it's a great drive. We've had really good luck with Samsung stuff. Yeah, that's one of the things we talked about was whether we would use this on the bottom. So I'm, I'm happy to see that your first reaction is, okay, this is kind of cool. Because yeah. I know I've used this, this other one from work. It mounts on the top. Um... It it kind of gets in the way. Do I have what? Oh, okay. Yeah. You see how that mounts? Yeah, I see how that. Yeah. Well, that's how all the other ones that I've used have mounted. Okay. Anyway, so I want to talk. I want to talk about the camera. Um. So a lot of people are like, oh, they don't like the form factor. It's too tall. It's too this. It's. You know what? You're all right. You're all absolutely all right. Don't get the camera if you don't want it. 
But now that I'm holding it, like I. It is a tall camera. Yeah, and and you know maybe it's a little wide, which is what people say, right? You know, and we we have a gimbal which we haven't done a lot with. We don't use it a ton. Like this could we could fly this on there. Yeah. But I think for what we plan on doing, you know, throwing this on a tripod, doing some handheld stuff, throwing it on a shoulder rig. This is a good size for that. Yeah. And I, we also got the EVF. And some people are like, oh, well, you know, I, I, I couldn't possibly use the EVF. That's what the big screen's for. And you're right. But I'm thinking about our dock work. Yeah. I think we will use the heck out of that EVF for dock work. Which this we we went back and forth quite a lot on the EVF because it's an expensive yeah. piece of kit. It's $500, basically. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not a cheap thing to buy. but And I actually I think this is a generational thing, right? You see younger filmmakers today, like I'll have a lot of them ask me why I'm looking through it. And I'm like, what are, you, what, are you, what are you talking about? Like, what do you mean why am I looking through it? And, and I get that, you know, with mirrorless cameras, it probably isn't as big of a deal. Um, but you got to understand, like when we came up using cameras if you wanted you wanted to get through the camera in the camera you know you wanted to feel these things and so it's just it's still a it's still an integral part of how of how I work and and how you work right Jacob is it the same same for you so when it's when 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 I when I'm looking at an EVF I'm thinking yeah that's, that's something I definitely want you know, because I, I want to be able to to sense the things, I guess. So I, I walked away <laughs> um, because I wanted to grab one of our first cameras. Oh. Not our absolute first camera. I think the first camera we shot anything on was a Canon Hi8. So it shot to tape. It wasn't digital yet. This was our first digital camera, yeah. which we still have. The Sony uh, Digital Handycam DCR TRV 103, and it lists NTSC on it. Uh, but it was digital camera, had this pop-out screen, which is like, two, you know, yeah, two and a half by one and a half. I don't know, um, but EVF. Yep. <clears throat> so we we totally use this. Oh yeah, yeah. And then after this, we we had access to. Oh, is it this Canon digital camera? This is all before HD. Oh, man. I was going to freak out if those were still the same battery oh. nodes, but they're not. Yeah. This is that old mic you always talk about. Okay. When we started YouTube, um, whatever, three, four years ago now, uh, we got this mic out and played with it a little bit, and it's gain-hungry. But it sounds great. It's quiet. It's 30 years old. <laughs> and it was, it was like 120 at the time we got it. Yeah. And the whole camera itself was like 700 with the <sighs> microphone or, or just with the battery. It's a really good mic. This is nice. This stereo. Mm. Mm-hmm. It's got a, you know, battery powered. Anyway, it's always just right over there off camera, and we mention it every once in a while. I'm like, oh, yeah. wow, they're not that different in size. But 
some significant differences. That shot 480p. <laughs> and, and that was this good. This is 6K. That was good back then. But, like, we didn't even get this for the 6K. No. I, I, I was excited for this for, like, I, I want Blackmagic Raw. I've enjoyed using it on the 4K. We wanted to be able to use Canon lenses. Mm -hmm. So that's one reason for this. This has the articulating screen. This has the ND filters. This has the second uh, mini XLR jack. And on and on and on. We got this. That's why we got this. We got this for workflow. This this, this is purely a workflow. like it's it's easy to grade. The aftermarket for them is getting insanely large because they're really really popular. Everybody they're holding value. Yeah, everybody in our area. When I say our area, I mean southeastern Arizona. Um, they're all using this. This is what they're shooting on. I posted a picture today, um, of of the just the open box from B&H because we hadn't opened the actual camera yet and uh, someone had commented it takes CFast I don't think I knew that I mean I'm sure welcome to the the cool club was was the comment the person had made yeah that's what Rusty said (laughs) okay he's he's excited he's I think he's hoping we're going to bring it out to his next project (laughs) well (laughs) this is another reason why we wanted it it makes us more attractive to other people. It does. It makes us hotter. <laughs> I mean, everyone just wants to use this, okay? It's like the way you talk about trucks. Yeah. When you have a truck, you don't have friends. You don't have friends. You, you just have a truck. Have a truck. <laughs> Which I was always so nervous to ask for Joseph to help me do things that required the truck for that reason. But now I know that's not an excuse because he got rid of his truck. Let's put this on. Let's do it. I'm trying to think if there's anything else oh, we man, really need to snug. open. Is there anything else we need to open? Yeah. Yeah. What? What am I missing? I mean, there's a lot of well, stuff. Well, there's, there's two boxes underneath there. I guess I can go through the list of everything that we ordered. We ordered the EVF, which we haven't put on yet. Oh, it's, are these the batteries? Those are the batteries. That's the EVF. Oh, this is the one I had. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we got... Um... We decided to be able to. Uh, we needed everything so we could rig it out with V mount batteries. Yeah. And then we got all the adapters so we can do it with our other cameras as well. Um, so we could power everything. I have experienced the uh, horrendousness that is not having, that is just running the, the 6K. No experience with the 6K Pro yet. Obviously. Which is a different, yeah. you know, battery. Different battery. Okay, so we got the, the small rig cage. They they have a version that has all these extra bells and whistles, the a viewfinder, uh, shade hood, which I I don't know that we needed it. I wanted to see it on something first, but also this has a much brighter screen. It went from 500 nits on the previous models to upwards of 1,500 nits, which can get super bright. And we're in Arizona, and that really, really matters because it's incredibly bright, which is another reason why we wanted the Indies. Like, we have a matte box, and we have some really cheap glass that we could throw into the matte box. 
we haven't invested really heavy in that yet. No. But, um, oh, you're grabbing batteries. I'm curious about the batteries. They're supposed to last about an hour. Specs. Yeah. This is already heavier with this. Yeah. It yeah. doesn't have a battery in it either. Mm, yeah. All right. Let me see. Canon. LP oh, that opens. Okay. So on my 4K, trying to get the the battery door open, it takes me forever. And it's kind of embarrassing. That just popped right open. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This is like about a third more of the capacity. He's looking at the the wattage. I'm, I'm look. Yeah. I'm looking at the at the watt, the watt hours. The difference between the Canon and the Sony. The, yeah. Both of them lithium ion. Lithium ion. Uh, so the Canon is a 2,000 milliamp hour battery, and the Sony is a 3,500 milliamp hour battery. Let's get the EVF. Yes, I, I do want that. So, I don't know. Let, this let us, came a week ago. <clears throat> let us know in the comments what you think about our EVF choice. And... Are, do you agree, disagree, hate everything that I said about looking through the camera? I... Not you, it, I was talking to people. <laughs> I mean, there's there's two reasons why it might come up for us in particular. One is for... Daytime. <laughs> is daytime, you know, like the, the viewfinder is much brighter than it was in the past. And we can mm -hmm. still put our, our Ninja V on it too, which... You know, like we have different monitor options, and, but like when we were shooting our our narrative feature, Sean, our camera operator and, and co cinematographer, he was putting a jacket over his head. It was so bright, so we could actually see it. And that was with the the ninja, and I don't know how bright that gets. Yeah. Well, it was also. Then we reshot the scene, and it was also like it was ninety degrees, outside. and it's really hot. <laughs> That was early February. Yeah. Late January. Welcome to Arizona. Is there a tool for this to take nope. this off? Hand screwed. Okay, so they have this kind of proprietary port on it. You just... I don't know. It's supposed to be thumb <laughs> screw. Tools. <laughs> um, so this just kind of hand screws in, and then you've got this. Now this... I believe is as 720p inside the I think so, yeah. the viewfinder. Um, so yeah, I mean you're not getting you know the highest resolution there, but that's not what you're looking at the viewfinder for. It's for composition. For us personally, the way we've used one in the past, it's it's for tracking motion. When you have you know a handheld rig, right? Like you want to be able to see it and you want to be able to move it. Um, you get that third point of contact. Of course, I I haven't used an EVF since I got glasses like six years ago. So, I mean, except for photography. And like a lot of mirrorless uh, viewfinders, it's got the little motion sensor on it that turns off the main screen when you're using the viewfinder. We turned that off on our 85 because it was super annoying. <laughs> The uh the sensor that makes the screen go away when you put your finger oh. in front of the viewfinder. Yeah, yeah. That's turned off on the R too. Often. Yeah. This will be different though, I think. I don't see a sensor on it, do you? 
Yeah. Oh, it does have more. Yeah. Guess I haven't actually looked at it. Now, one of the things people have been talking about is now the difference between this and like you know a A7S or whatever. <clears throat> this this also articulates, and then that screws right there. Yeah. So you can adjust that. I don't know what the degrees are on it, but nobody knows. Degrees are unknown. <laughs> I yesterday, uh, so I'm I'm doing summer school right now, and um, I have a hodgepodge of different subject areas because they're doing things on the computer for credit recovery, and I have the student who's doing geometry. I never had to take geometry in high school. Because I did a weird, goofy yeah, yeah. high school thing. Arizona graduation requirements have changed since I graduated. Um, th there's like four more credits students are required to do, two more math classes. You know, it's, it's very different today. But I got through taking one math class plus two college classes, which I got high school credit for, and then I, I was done. And they just never covered geometry. So I had a student asking me geometry today. It's like, how do you find the area of a kite? It's like, well, I know Pythagorean theorem. Like, that's one thing I actually caught. But we searched area, Google and area it, of a kite. it had it there. <laughs> I was a good English teacher helping with geometry. I super thought her five sensor. You think Matt's watching this? Oh, you had to show the sensor? Uh, yeah. Well, I, I freak out whenever people do that because I'm like, yeah, cover the sensor. It's clean in here. Is it? It doesn't have a shutter on it, though, which I don't like. <clears throat> Mounts just like a cannon. Because <laughs> that's what it is. Right, this feels slidey. I don't like how slidey that feels. It's moving inside the cage? Yeah. You can tighten it more. So one thing it does have is it has um, the two mounts, two screws in the bottom instead of just one so it helps yeah keep it okay. plus it's it's it, it's built for it so it's pretty tight to begin with this is happening yeah. Ooh, initial setup english yes please <laughs> all right so for those who are listening joseph is now he turned on the camera and he's Going through the settings. I don't know how much juice is in this battery, so it might just die in the middle. Matter of fact, I think that's what happened. <laughs> oh, no, the light on the top is still lit. Yeah. That doesn't mean anything. Oh! Yeah. Oh, no, it's just ready to go. Okay. Not, not I saw checked. someone show that on a video the other day. They're like, if you turn it on <laughs> and the screen is blank, swipe down. <laughs> it's just, it's the operating system. It's like, oh, oh, okay. We actually have a whole lot of projects coming up that we're going to be using this on. We do. We're, um, we're working with, uh, with the friend right now to record a series of, um, classes that are going to be turned into, uh, like an, an online class that, um, she's going to be able to market. You have, Two short films? Yeah. Three. Two short films coming up that you're going to be able to shoot on it. Um, we'll have some doc work eventually. We're starting to write, plot out our next, maybe not our next, but an upcoming narrative feature. Mm -hmm. I don't know the order that that's going to happen in, but we started 
working on that this week. So we have a whole lot of things coming up. Power. <clears throat> okay, so I I decided to get a lot of the Condor Blue accessories because they just look cool, right? So this is the um, the Condor Blue Mini XLR to XLR. Um, oh. That is that is that's heavy. beefy. Feel that. I know. I was looking at. I was feeling that earlier. That is that is some legit. Okay. <clears throat> um, so. There's two mini XLR ports on the side of the, the 6K Pro, so it can take two audio inputs, plus it can take the um, the 3.5 millimeter jack. So it can take an... That filter's not easy. easy. Um, yeah, but you're not going to be doing it in the middle of a take. Well, yeah, yeah, it's just, so. it's just noisier than I anticipated, I guess. Okay, so this, the stretches, so you, it doesn't have to be on mic, but, you know be nice okay man that's a that feels really good in the hand i'm excited for the others that's okay so we have three things that are still in back order so we got two of our condor i guess three of our condor blue accessories came in this is a canon d-tap so we can set this up with the eosr and power it through v-mount battery that's what this is um this is mic cable we got the cold shoe we also got d-tap for Sony style, so we can run our monitor, and and D tap to uh, to just run the the 6K Pro. So we have all those power options coming up. So we didn't have any V mount batteries, so we bought two and we got a charger. I'm not talking because I'm playing with the camera. <laughs> <laughs> we talked a lot about what we should do for power choices. Yeah. Um, and instead of just getting the, uh, um, instead of just getting the battery grip and getting a bunch of Sony batteries, we decided, you know what, let's just go ahead and get some, some V mount batteries. And I know there's a million different choices on the internet. We opted for not the biggest, um, but so we got 95 watt because that's, that's the most you could take on a plane, right? Uh, I think I think you can they go a little 98, bit now. They have 98, and then like 150, and then so they have a ton of those. So these ones, um, in addition to just going through the the V mount, need one, take one, real <clears throat> one. Why do you even need a clapper anymore? Right. Um, so in addition to just you know going into a, a plate, which is one of the things that's back ordered right now. Is our is our battery plate and then those two cables? Um, you can go USB and D tap out the side, um, and then you can check the power of the battery and it's fully charged. Um, but I I think it can do more than one of these at a time, so you can run a couple things. We we got two good sized batteries because then we can just swap them. I think it'll be enough for us. Now, one of the nice things I do like about the Blackmagic cameras is it can power, like it has phantom power to run it does turn on the on. mic. Uh, it can also, because it has such a big screen, it doesn't necessarily need a second monitor. And because this articulates, it may not be necessary. But I figure when this is completely rigged out, um, you know, we might have someone pulling focus using a this second monitor. It pairs so well with Cinema Glass. 
so well. I think Joseph likes it. When you actually have cinema glass. We have one entry level. Um, yeah, most of our lenses are photography, but we do have one Rokinon uh, T15. Uh, yeah. Uh, 35 millimeter EF. I forget what DS something or other. Which we, we did shoot um, Ace of Hearts in part on. I, I'm looking forward to a complete set that's all the same series so that yeah. it, it doesn't you know mess with contrast and things, which has been an issue during grading. It's using different lenses that don't match. I So I was for a long time like a huge advocate that, you know, like for the Rokinons especially, Optically, it's the same. The coatings are slightly different, whatever. Yeah, I think the coating is... Right? Yeah. But I have played now with multiple versions of the lens that we have. What are you looking for? Did you get the other battery out? I only got one battery out. Oh, that's right there. Oh, okay. um, so I've, I've now played with multiple versions of the lens that we have, which is the 35 DS or CS something. I don't remember exactly what, what they call I it. I say DS. Um, and it's a really great lens. Um, you know, it's, it's soft, but it's supposed to look soft. Uh, anyway, I had an opportunity not too long ago to play with, uh, an entire set of the zines, the Rokinon zine kit. How many did they have in their set? She had, ooh, she had 24 up to 135. So that'd be 24, 35, 50. It was a five, it was a five lens kit. Yeah. Nice. And they were, I mean, they were so much sharper <laughs> than, and I was like, oh, dang it. Never mind. I was now wrong. Now I want the zines. Yeah, now I want the zines. <laughs> and when, when we were shooting Ace, before we were getting ready to shoot Ace, um, there was a set of zine lenses that just popped up on Craigslist of all places. And they were incredibly cheap. It was like $4,000 for a five-lens kit. Which is, they they, they have a, a newer series right now, which is like carbon fiber, and it, it's like 2500 a piece. Yeah. But at the time, they were probably about 1600 each. Yeah, Six, 1600 maybe. So five for the price of two yeah. and yeah, a half? Yeah, two and a half. Anyway, and I, I went back and forth about it for a long time. And I, I, I had made the decision to get them, but by the time I contacted the guy, they had they had been sold. So I, I wish I had gotten them at the time. Now, it would have yeah. worked with this set. It would have. Well, I mean, it, it would have it would have worked for Ace. We would have used them on Ace, mm -hmm. and that would have been cool to shoot everything on cinema lenses. So. Yeah. I mean, we definitely used. Some autofocus sometimes, which I mean, you there is a powered mount on on the uh, 6K Pro. It can autofocus. Um, it's not the world's best autofocus. It's pretty uh, new. So far, yeah, it didn't. It wasn't working. <laughs> I couldn't get to autofocus. It's new anything. on the scene. Yeah. Um, it's not. I wouldn't even really call it. It's. It's more. It's more in line with what autofocus was uh, for every other film camera back in like the late '80s, early '90s. That's kind of what I can akin it to. 
So, you had to hunt, yeah. and then you took the picture? Yeah. Well, it, it aligns. It has the dots in the center, as far as I can tell, and it aligns the dots with itself based on what's in focus behind and in front. So that's how the old autofocuses used to work. And technically, it's still how they work. Um, you know, they're just it's, it's slightly more not advanced. I, it's, it's pretty beefy, man. Yeah, that's going to live on a tripod. Imagine when we get this beast on it. Oh, I was freaking out. I was like, oh, it said DTAP. This is just a USB port. <laughs> These DTAPs are going to come it in pretty handy. Good. What does? Oh, I, I like the smell of newly minted rubber and plastic. It's the rubber that smells good. You know, sometimes you get that, like, I don't know, weird. That, that new camera smell. Gross, gassy smell. <laughs> this does not smell like that. <laughs> Um, I know a lot of people. They they always talk about, oh, it feels cheap. Oh, it's plastic. It's it. Yeah, I don't. I mean, it is cheap. I didn't buy it for how it feels. It is in a metal cage now. Yeah. And so I mean, we do have other cage stuff. We we've got a handle and we've got a a shoulder rig and a and a mat right? box and so we can rig this out yeah. enormous. And eventually, at some point, we'll probably get some version of an easy rig. Which we'll probably use for dock work. So, you know, the backpack, the heavy thing. and Battery online. Nice. Oh, man, this is 16 volts. I can run the slider on this. Okay. Yeah, that's cool. Noise. Because it, it runs on 12 volts. All right, Joseph. What? Your very, very first impressions, having not even left the couch. Uh, having not even left the couch and not shot anything with it yet. Um, like I said, I do have a little bit of experience with um, the sensor and the setup and everything. And I, I, I like it. I, I think it's good. My first impressions with this is, yeah, it, it feels a little cheap because it is cheap. Um, it's, But we didn't get it because it was really well built. We got it because we can really simplify our workflow and it's going to put us on another level of, of filmmaking I think yeah I'm excited to um, play with I, I, I'm excited to be on my own for um, auto for focusing because <laughs> I've, I've always you know I've always been like okay well, if i if i need to cheat i can just switch over really quick and find the focus and oh then... okay that's what you mean on your own yeah um on my own on my own without a camera focusing <laughs> for me so i i don't know there's there's a lot of things i'm excited for i'm excited for um to, to really speed up the workflow i'm excited to experiment with it yeah i, I can't wait to get some test shots um yeah matter of fact i think i'm gonna go get some tomorrow I don't know. Maybe maybe this weekend. Yeah, it's gonna be good. Um, I'm really excited about these batteries. I I am excited. I I mean, we have enough. We could start. Yeah. Running with them right away, but. But yeah, there's a couple things still coming in. They're not the exciting things. Yeah. But like, I mean, let's charge. Gonna have all this shiny blue condor stuff. <laughs> condor blue <laughs> all over. It's just gonna look cool. Oh yeah, no, no, no! It's gonna be fun. Yeah, we're gonna have a ton of fun with some this of thing. our our other, you know, like Matbox and other things. They they're a brand called Fotka, mm -hmm. um, 
which they, they have a little bit of blue tinge to some of their things, so that might look kind of cool. Yeah. Oh. This is going to be awesome. Oh, okay, that's how you charge it. So that holds power too? Uh no. No no no. But okay. you can you can send power out on it so you can do like this. And then plug it into and the then, other. Yeah, and then you have there. then you have twice the capacity. Okay. And then you run lights and other things. Yeah. Okay. Now like I said, we're new to beam mount. Yeah. It's something we've been excited about for a while though. Yeah, I've been well, okay. probably years thinking, oh, should we pull the trigger and just do it and we finally decided you know what we're just getting everything let's just just get it see here's my thing i i I, i'm a service technician i do a lot of electrical type stuff right this is literally like the kind of stuff i do for a living and i'm like i can make that i can make that for cheaper with stuff that i buy on ebay here's the thing i'm not gonna do that that's that's it. It's not. I mean, Joseph has a certain set of skills. I'm very lazy. <laughs> I mean, we've we've talked about the 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 speakers that he's he wants to make, and it's just he has so many skills, but no time, no place to just manufacture things yeah. on his own outside of work. Yeah, because you worked in manufacturing for like ten years. Yeah, right? yeah, I worked in manufacturing for a decade, so. and. Yeah, no, I, I, and that really was the case. I was like, you know what? I could, I could just get a case, build my own little D tap, you know, with some Deutz connectors that I can replace anytime they break. But then I, I'm not going to do that. And plus, when you show up to a shoot with that, with some kind of Fong Kong Fui, whatever, people are going to go, what's that? You're going to be like, I made it. And they're not gonna be impressed. They're not gonna. Be. It has a. It has a. And it's magnetic. That's probably the coolest yeah. thing, I've discovered so far. Not the, like that. Not the small codec. rig hides no. the yeah. wrench in yeah. <laughs> inside the handle. Yeah. Is that the cold shoe? Oh no, no that's just I gotta another. Gotta get the screw to put this piece on. Oh, gotcha. So it's gonna be fun. We've got a lot of stuff coming up for this thing. Um, and it's going to make us more attractive for projects, we hope. Um, yeah, I'll use it a lot for work. You'll work use stuff. it a lot for work, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's pretty exciting. That sure is. Oh, that's going to be great. That's going to be great. I just got to figure out how to mount this. I think it's already mounted. You just slide it in and then screw it down, yeah? Right here. Or is that just like the cable guard thing? No, that that's coming tomorrow. Yeah. Or Monday. I'm really excited for that. There's one more little piece of the cable. We've had so many problems with cables getting bumped. Yeah, it just holds it in place. This is surprisingly... I mean, without this being locked down, it's... Pretty taut, yeah. yeah it is. Well, it's all right. Have you opened up the the screen? Screen yet? Yeah. It just just a little bit. It just slides back and forth. It doesn't doesn't flip the other way. But that's gonna be nice. 
This this is super nice to be able to yeah. do. That was that was that was a huge gripe for me for the six K. Um because <laughs> I, I shoot like this a lot. because um, I, I go handheld a lot and I'm trying to be as stable as possible. So <clears throat> Joseph is not super stable. No, no, no. I'm a terrible I mean like I'm a terrible cameraman. <laughs> he he has micro jitters. <laughs> For my time in Nam, in <laughs> <laughs> uh, another life. Yeah, and and not that I'm the world's best uh, camera operator either, but yeah, I I got frustrated with him once, and I I made him edit footage he'd shot because I was trying to make a point. I was just a jerk, though. <laughs> I was, I liked. I, liked I feel it. like a jerk just saying it now. I liked how the edit came out, actually. <laughs> yeah, but I, I'm so glad that you're doing so much editing at work now too. That's that's oh, that's really this. good. Yeah, I don't edit anymore at work. Ah, oh, yeah, someone else is doing that, I, huh? I've got people for that now. That's what that does. Okay, yeah. So. Uh, my first impressions i mean i i like the size i like how it feels like i can see how i'm going to be using it there's a lot of movements that it's it's a very youtuber kind of b-roll style movement where there's the they're, they're spinning and they're doing all this handheld stuff and i've never really like understood that in my head i don't know like my brain doesn't think like that maybe i just need to start drinking coffee so I can understand coffee B-roll montages. We don't drink coffee. I know, but like I don't understand. So I don't understand. So it it, it we're kind of left out of the. That's true. That part of the YouTube. It's true. Like culture. I, like I was doing this Trivial Pursuit game with my son, and it's like asking me alcohol questions. It's like I don't drink. I don't understand yeah, like, any don't, of this. I'm like, okay. <laughs> my understanding of alcohol is. All right, IPA. That's, that's about it. That's about it. No. That's that's, that's for no. hipsters. Right? <laughs> no. that's, that's... The hipsters drink that one. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Um, I like how it feels in my hand. I I can see myself using the EVF. I I can see that. I'm yeah. excited that the it moves. Probably the thing we're gonna use the absolute most though, is I'm I'm guessing the ND filters. Yeah. Because we're in Arizona, and that's just. Oh, it's. We never have diffusion in the sky. Yeah, and when we <laughs> like, do, it's like smoke from a fire. Oh, which we have right now. <laughs> Lots of fires going on right now. I actually went out and took some photos today because I was like, hey, look, I like the light. Arizona's on fire all summer long these days. Yeah. That's bad. Huh. Um, there's a new one that started Weird. close to where I was working today. Not oh, that I far. Can't nail focus there. It's strange. Using the focus assist. Yeah. Yeah. Focus. So on t you, there's three programmable buttons on the top. I like to use them for focus assist, false color, and the LUT. That's what I like to use them for. Oh, it's just so I can use it to, to you kind of get the outline as you focus, and it kind of tells you. It's like, okay, uh, setting exposure with false color, and then the LUT gives me an idea what it's going to look like, but... Oh, okay, there it is. You know, which also helps with exposure, depending on if your LUT's messing with exposure or not. 
Why won't this focus? It's because the EVF is off. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's like, I can't now focus to save my life. Okay. One of the other things we did this week is we, we went ahead and, I don't know, we're dropping money like crazy. I don't know. Um, that five-day deal, whatever, a bunch of creators, it's this charity thing. They do it once a year. There was a bunch of stuff. And so we're like, you know, why not? 77 gigabytes of assets yeah. for $89. And and some of it's just like t- like videos of teaching and stuff. But... Yeah, so for example, I don't know that I I need the video from Andy Axe, who I like, um, teaching me how to be on camera. <laughs> you know what? Okay, I get that. But like the class from Shane Hurlbut mm-hmm. about how to do exterior night lighting, I was like, okay, yeah, I'm going to eat that up. All the... yeah. The music and the the LUTs that we picked up. Do I need the buff work the buff nerds workout from Jacob Owens? I don't know. I don't look like him. Absolutely. But my best friend is a coach. <laughs> so I I don't know. I keep saying Jacob Owens is living my best life. <laughs> buff nerds. I, I like him a lot. Oh, he's he's in a different it's in a different league. We're not there yes. yet. Yeah. Are we ever going to be there? Uh, maybe if we start shooting on red and like did music videos. I don't know. Nice dad still vlogs on a T6. So mm. <laughs> actually, I, I don't he know. He's from Arizona though. I don't know what he vlogs on. Oh, no. He, he doesn't. Well, he probably does it off of the Komodo. Yeah. <laughs> That's his small camera setup now. All right, Joseph. Set a wrap. So this week, what are we going to shoot? Oh, man. Okay, so I've got a short coming up. We've got a short coming up, like, I guess. Because um, you, you got to start testing. And I've got to start getting lots of test footage in the can. Uh, I've already played with a bunch of lighting setups, and I was expecting to shoot on the R. But now that we have this, obviously, that's what we'll be shooting on. Um, so, yeah. Got a bunch of stuff there. I've got a couple projects at work I think I'm going to experiment with, mostly just to play with dynamic range. Um, yeah, so this has a an advertised 13 stops. Yeah. Um, obviously, if you have a controlled setting, that doesn't really matter. Yeah. You can con- you can push your setting well within 13 stops. And like we brought this up before, film. It was like five stops. Yeah. You know, it's like, six, that six, was good six stops. That was good enough for the world, you know, <laughs> yeah. forever. Um, and they didn't even try to diffuse anything. Uh, everything was hard. Everything was hard. But uh, you had a few standouts. I've got, but... I've got work projects. Uh, we've got, uh, I don't know, a couple weeks and then we're shooting another class. I, I'm excited to use the heck out of this thing. It's oh, yeah. Great. Can't wait to mount this up on the slider. In other news, um, okay, so we have a final cut-ish of of our feature Ace of Hearts. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm going through and I'm and I'm fixing audio for dialogue mostly, and then do a little bit of sound design, and then you know fill in the the score that I haven't finished yet. I have a goal set for myself, which I hope I I reach. I want to be done with a cut July 1st. 
because that's pretty fast we decided we're gonna go ahead and send this out to some festivals yeah uh i was actually looking at some festivals yesterday i think we can get into the wild bunch film festival is it a western it's western enough it meets it meets enough of the criteria i mean it's shot in the west i wear a cowboy hat (laughs) (laughs) it deals with western issues but i just wasn't sure i wasn't sure so wild bunch is out of um Wilcox. wilcox it's about 45 minutes from here it's around october we've also been talking with our local local chamber of commerce um we might be able to show it locally at a new theater that's opening up yeah so we have a th- also october yeah we have a theater that has been here forever downtown it fell it, apart. It hasn't been like working in our lifetime. No, no, no. Not well, no, I don't think in our lifetime at all. Yeah. Um and it, it fell apart a few years ago and they eventually rallied enough money and they're getting it together and the mayor of our town happens to own a construction company as well, so they're donating time. And to then it. like United Way put in some money and uh, Freeport so. MacMoran and a bunch of a bunch of places have put in money. So uh, we're having this community theater built and it's it's going to be awesome they're building it in the 1930s art deco style oh i that is it's gorgeous that is definitely the preferred style for a theater yeah (laughs) yeah. for live physical venue yeah so it's going to be amazing we are going to have a showing there and we might be one of the first things showing there that's that's kind of what we're which is big which would be october yeah also sholo has a film festival Mm -hmm. in october so yeah i don't know i mean obviously people have to say yes but yeah i'm 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 learning how film festivals work and how submissions work so that's good yeah i i'm also looking at uh there's one in tucson tucson like film and music the tucson international no we're not gonna get into the one i don't think this is tucson like film and music let's throw it into sundance why not uh, <laughs> I, I'm getting there. Um, Scottsdale, I well, think we'd apply to Scottsdale. Mm-hmm. And I think I want to do Slam Dance. Is that in Park City? It's at the same time in the same city as Sundance. Yeah. But one of the great things about Slam Dance is it's geared towards first time feature directors. So this is my first feature. It is the only movie I can ever apply really yeah. for, for slam dance. So I, it's like, well, yeah, I guess we okay, should then. throw American weightlifting story in there too. That's that, it. That we, now, we both have an deadlines, excuse to go. Early deadlines is about halfway through July. That's why I'm shooting for this July deadline. Mm-hmm. A lot of the, a lot of them, we would all be applying within a couple of weeks. And then some might show October. They also don't conflict with each other and their requirements. Like literally we could get all of them and it yeah. wouldn't be an issue. That's, well, that's one reason why I'm picking the ones that yeah. I am. Only, only the big ones have um, the the weird rules like, oh, you can't apply to any other festivals. So but, like Scottsdale is like, you can't already be selling it. Yeah. And you can't have shown it in the Phoenix area. They want a 75-mile distance. So yeah. I'm like, okay. But what I'm, Sholo's far enough away, so is Tucson. What I'm learning about these rules is that we don't have a big enough budget for them to care. 
they're looking at the over ten thousand dollar budget films for that kind of thing. Oh, yeah. Oh. So literally, we could put it into anywhere. And like Sundance has a weird rule that they have exclusive rights for something or other for X amount of time. It can't be in any other festivals. But that's only if you get accepted, right? Now, if you've already been in another festival and it's a good enough movie, they probably won't accept you. So, like, there, there's that, you're, you're walking that fine line there. But honestly, like, the more I'm looking at it, the more it's just like, eh, yeah, just put it in the festival. <laughs> which is which is awesome, right? Which Awesome for us. They say no to almost everyone, so, you know. Yeah. No, I, last year, Sundance had, like, 10,000 submissions. If you count the shorts, it's, like, 18,000 yeah. submissions. And hundred something things get to show yeah i mean and they're not all features you know they're shorts and whatever and largely there's a lot of high profile stuff yeah hollywood goes to show their stuff there <clears throat> f9 is gonna show at, at con really it's their mystery blockbuster they're gonna show at the con film festival that's funny it's just <laughs> whatever they wouldn't even let netflix show things because it's not being shown in a theater because it's count. not because it's not cinema. They didn't like that Netflix just like rented a theater <laughs> in France to show it so that, that it could qualify, and they're yeah. like, "It's fine." Now we changed the rules on you, okay? <laughs> That's where I saw Thor. It was in France before it came out here. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm sorry, Spain. I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. I saw Thor in Spain like two weeks before it was released here. Yeah, I I'm just I Thor just in Spain. I just happened to be in Spain when <laughs> Thor came out. Just ha- just happened to be out there. I, I was I was wa- I, no I was legit. I was walking past the theater and I went like, really? <laughs> you know, I had to I had to look it up online. Oh yeah, no, it got released here like two days ago. I'm like, well, I'm gonna go. Da, 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 da. I don't need subtitles. I speak English. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So once we. Once I get the final edit and whatever, that's that's some of the other things. I, you know, we got to do closed captioning and finish all the marketing materials, whatever. But like that's so that we we already have our distribution set up. That's we not do. why we're going to do festivals. Yeah. We're going to do festivals for a couple of reasons. One is it's cheaper than renting a theater. <laughs> it is way cheaper than renting a theater. The, it, $45 I, versus two grand for like a showing. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Depending on how things are. You can rent a pool for like a hundred bucks. I don't know how much our local theaters are going to charge. I don't know. We, we haven't we just tried. Haven't talked to them yet. We haven't tried that, and uh, you know, it's it, it's there's a chance that there there could be awards and some recognition, which is something we really should try, not just for us, but for everyone for who our actors, so that they for can our be crew, you know. And we're kind of already at that point to where it's like, okay, well, we might as well just wait a couple months to to figure things out, especially if we're going to be able to. That's the timing for showing it locally for our yeah. community. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are getting excited. How much did tickets to Slam Dance cost? Because Sundance is ridiculous. It's like five hundred dollars for the weekend. Fortunately, we have friends in Utah. <laughs> we would have a place to stay. Oh yeah, because well, we can't. Yeah, no, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> They're not in Park City though. Oh, we, we have friends close enough. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that'd be fun. Be able to go up to Slam Dance. 
uh-huh. show off the movie, talk to people. That'd be awesome. And they're like, um, why did you get in? Thanks for asking. <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah. I can dream, huh? I can dream. Yeah. At the very least, I mean, we, you know, we start to show it. We start to see it. We start to make new friendships and then that yeah. helps set us up for next projects meeting people yeah which is what's made our current features possible yeah really and it's, it's just been fantastic yeah i mean we our current features are possible because we went to comic-con <laughs> it's not a weird thing to say but yeah. yes it's true yeah. well that and and the gym stuff yeah right? yeah the gym stuff too I forgot about that one. The people we met just by being ourselves. Mm-hmm. Mm. Like, we're not good at making friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's probably fair. <laughs> it's not that we aren't friendly. Uh, would you say you're an introvert? It, definitely. I'm an introvert. Absolutely. <sighs> Somehow introverts have to meet other people. Wouldn't it be nice if there was a place so they could all go and just be weird together? Comic-Con. <laughs> Comic-Con theater, which is how we met, right? Yeah. Doing stage theater productions. Mm. Yeah. Well, we have a mess to clean up. <laughs> yeah. We're going to have to figure out a schedule on when who's shooting what with the camera. Yeah, definitely. I think you'll have it most of the time. Because uh, I can get by most of the things that I need to do with the R. I just need practice and features. Yeah, we got a lot to to sort out. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, um, the other thing we're doing is we our first YouTube channel was called Teach Me Media. Ah, I got ahead of the gun and I rebranded it today. <laughs> I came up with a new logo and everything. Anyway, now it's called Part Time Filmmaker because. You don't need to quit your day job to start making films now. <laughs> That's what we did. Nailed it. Yeah. So uh, we're going to start um, making content for that. And we'll, you'll probably hear us talking about it for a part-time filmmaker. Yeah. I, I, I kind of like the shtick because everywhere you go on the internet, it's like, oh, you know, it's a 14-day course. You could become a full-time filmmaker or whatever, you know? Yeah. Parker Wallback, he's, he's put together his course. Like, uh, There's a lot of great stuff out there. It's the name of their channel, right? You don't have to, full-time filmmaker. Yeah. Yeah. But the thing is, you don't have to stop everything else to be a filmmaker. You can do it and still have a stable day job that actually makes it possible. So you don't... See, here's here's part of the problem with the, the film industry is it exploits people, <laughs> right? It's... <laughs> What industry Part of the problem is, you know, and this has been a, a big issue even before the pandemic, is it it takes advantage of people who are trying to break in. And so it gets people to do things that just aren't fair to them. Well, you can go through that whole crazy system, sacrifice stuff, not be treated fairly, and work your way into the studio system, which would be great. Mm-hmm. Good on you. Or you can just start making your own films. <laughs> 
and getting people to watch them. That's that's our shtick. Is uh, we have full time jobs. Yeah, and couple we're making them. films. <laughs> <laughs> we have a couple each. Anyway, that's uh that's our shtick. That's our uh, whatever for yeah. part time filmmaker. So you want to make movies, but also have a job. We're your guys. <laughs> yeah, so I'm thinking slogan is like, don't quit your day job. <laughs> Make films now. Which is really close to what Josh Yo says. So I'm like, I got to work on is, that. What does he say? Well, his channel's called Make Art Now. Oh. And he puts periods in between it, which is great. It's the same idea, but it's like, don't wait. Just do it. Yeah. Which is also taken. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid Nike. <sighs> Nike. Well, they only had to coin this phrase. Before we were born. <laughs> anyway, thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you guys next week or months or I don't know, whenever we get around to it again. We'll probably shoot it on this camera. Definitely. All right, bye. Wow.